This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah. yeah! AK back in the house. Brian was here the last couple of days. M, good morning. Jorge, good morning. How's everybody yes. feeling? You guys yes. good? I'm yeah, pretty excited. Good. It's football season. It's Roar! finally here. We've been Roars! waiting for many, many, many months, and we get the team that really everybody's dying to see on every Thursday of Thanksgiving, early in the morning, the Detroit Lions. Only this time, we're actually a little bit excited to see it. It's football season. The Lions. That's a lion. That's a lion. She's there saying. is nothing more adorable than Emily's roar. It's pretty good. It's very friendly. It's, it's not scary. It sounds like a little cub. Like discovering its voice it's like simba learning it's, yes to, it's learning simba to when he's with timon and pumbaa he hasn't yes. quite gotten got found his voice yet when he's facing the hyenas you know <laughs> yeah like, those it's, hyenas it's, it's like the vocal equivalent of when a, a deer is using its bambi legs <laughs> and figuring out how to walk that's what emily sounds like it's so endearing i could listen to it all day <laughs> <laughs> I, there you go. I have to look every time to see if it's her or it's uh what, not, I was going to say Memorex, but you and I would be the only people that would know what that even means, oh right? Lord. Do you even know what that means? If it wasn't real, it was Memorex. <laughs> there you go. And they'd make the wine glass shatter. I'm like, that. can I just have a tape? Like, <laughs> can we just keep it moving? It's National Beer Day today, which yeah. is very, very Beer exciting. Lover's Day. Beer, beer lo- Lover's well, they, Day. Well, I feel like they go together. I feel sure, like beer but we day. need to be specific here because there's also a National Beer Day that's going to happen again well, in probably a, a month. Perfect. Then we'll have both. <laughs> Are you a beer lover, Andy? I okay, am a beer guy. lover. The beer lovers. Okay, guy. I I do like an IPA. I I understand the stigma and the image. (laughs) (laughs) Make your Godfather joke here, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I I I, again the risk of aging myself, like (laughs) Travis and I just did with the Memorex (laughs) reference. um, I worked years ago at the Westwood Brewing Company, one of a couple microbreweries that I worked at during the period where microbreweries. We're right. starting to become a thing, which again. How long was your beard at the time? <laughs> um, well, it's funny. I, at one point, I actually did have a long beard, not because I was a hipster, but because mm-hmm. I, it was mm-hmm. back when I was still pursuing acting. I was in a play, mm-hmm. and I grew out a long beard for a play. Did you so, also play the banjo? I did not play the banjo. How many flannel shirts did you own? Um, well, that that wasn't though a hipster thing. That was a style in the mid nineties. Well, everyone was, had their grunge kind of style. Yeah, everybody thing, but, had their flannels in the nineties. But it does feel like they go together. The flannel shirt now well, they like, do now, but then you know no. Nobody was calling Chris Cornell or Kurt Cobain <laughs> hipsters back in the day. Like that was the style. Taylor rocked the flannel every day, right? Well, Taylor Taylor's yeah. not a hipster, but he's kind of a rock and roll yeah, type. He's cool. But right, the reason yeah. I bring all this up is. I was getting into IPA. God, this sounds so hipster. I was getting into IPAs before before, cool. before the rest of you. <laughs> I knew I knew IPAs before they sold out. Classic right. IPA guy. But I was not. But I was not an IPA snob about it. I just liked the way they taste. What does IPA like stand a Fruit for? Loop IPA. India uh, Pale Ale. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's not to be confused with the American Pale Ale, which is <laughs> a different amount of happiness. Yeah, it's very different. There's much more happiness involved with the India Pale Ale as opposed to the American. Pale much happier. Much more bitter. Yes. Right, well, that that's the hops, Travis. Did you wear your wire rimmed glasses as well? No. 
Okay. Did you have a snake wrapped around your neck <laughs> or a bird on your shoulder? How quirky were you? Yeah. Years ago, years ago. With chain in your wallet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never, <laughs> never had that. Never had the chain for my wallet. Go, you felt like you were about to tell me you either had a snake or a bird phase in your no, life. No, no. But <laughs> back in the day at Amoeba on Sunset, the, the original store? Yeah, the original yeah. one. It's, been, it's there. Well, it's been redone. It's been relocated. Yeah. But the original one, there used to be a guy in there. Every time I ever would go in there, and I was in there a fair amount because they got a lot of music, a lot of movies, all sorts of stuff that I like. Every time he was in there with a yellow boa constrictor sure. around his neck. A... This one looked even big by BOA standards. <laughs> but also, years ago, I remember I was driving through this residential area, and this car starts just backing out of its driveway, like going quick for backing out, and almost hits me. You're as I'm a pedestrian driving. or you're in another car? I'm, I'm in another car. Okay. I'm like, what the F? Like, what? Oh, okay, that makes sense. This woman was backing out of her car with a macaw on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and the macaw <laughs> created a blind spot, which I get. I mean, it made sense at that point. I'm like, okay, that's why you're backing out like that. You can't see me because of the macaw on your shoulder. Well, officer, see, here's what happened. My <laughs> macaw was causing a blind spot when I plowed into that school bus of uh, yeah. I was, I was like, how does anyone? Ba- oh, that's how. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm sure that the guy with the yellow boa is probably like, why are you always staring at my snake, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you have a snake and it's a record store. I mean, that's why neon yellow. Yeah, well, <laughs> this sure. thing was. You know, look, he needed you to see it. He's not going to wear one that was camouflaged into his t-shirt or his jacket or whatever. No, this was like starburst yellow. <laughs> this boa, starburst. Yeah, the yellow starburst are pretty good. They are good. They are good. Emily, are you kidding me? No, they're the best ones. I love that Emily has it's opinions on Starburst. Absolutely the worst okay. one. Can I tell you it's something? It's lemon. I want to tell you something. I knew it would bother her. And it's the only reason. Hey, I you, you want to hear something else? I Brian says that... you have too many rules. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, fine. Brian's like you have a lot of rules, but I but knew also that Andy also had a lot of rules. <laughs> I knew I have a lot of rules. Apparently, I, I took a shot at orange or lemon because I know she's not a huge citrus fan, and I knew that one of those two would aggravate her a little bit. That's pink is by far the best. What is that? Strawberry? Yes, it's the pink red one. one. Pink then red. Yes. Pink, red is great. Pink then red. Orange then yellow. <laughs> Guys, it's it's very simple. Okay, they, not- they sell just pink and red Starburst because that's the most popular flavors. They don't sell all yellow. They should. They, they, to I, just I, Travis. I, I buy them. <laughs> I really. I'm not That's saying a bad this. Business plan. I'm not saying this just to troll Emily. Sure. I really like the citrus ones too. <laughs> of okay. I think they're really good. You two can buy them, and then I, me and Jorge can eat the pink and the red ones. The red ones, uh, the pink ones, I don't mind. Pink ones are pretty good. The red ones, pretty gross. Okay, actually. according to Brian, what rules do I have? No, no, not you have a lot of rules. No, Emily has a lot of rules. He also said that Andy has a lot of rules. I, I just remember the one we said that you used to call him a lot and ask about expired food, that whether or not he should eat something, or you should eat Well, that's something. not a rule. That's a phobia. <laughs> that's neurosis. If something was three days old, you would ask him, hey, should I eat this? Oh, I, By I, the way, good question. That and mold. I <laughs> I have like a gag reflex to mold. I I am- Don't we all? Scare- no, I mean like dry heaving gag reflex. Just the sight of it? The, sometimes even the just idea. the thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, your your chin did go down to your chest when the I, word mold got mentioned. I don't do well. How do you with feel mold. about fungi? Do you like mushrooms? I love mushrooms. Okay. 
if you want to say what the hell, I, <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue. No, it's very a fine phobia to have of mold. You should have a phobia of mold. mold no, mold's is- not good for you. You should try yeah. to stay away no, from but it. I, it's also am, the reason we have penicillin. I am un- I'm <laughs> allergic to penicillin, though. <laughs> okay, well, maybe this is some sort of like lizard brain thing that's I, telling you I to stay away. I am unusually frightened of mold. Um, I have an issue with expired food. I like to hit it before the date. <laughs> I don't think that's weird at all. Some people, some people think the whole expiration thing is just a racket. In it's order big to, milk. Yeah, it's big <laughs> milk. It's big dairy. Think, it's big poultry. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's things like milk and cheese that you have to be very strict on, but there's other things that, like, again, you can you can give me one that you can be a little more lax. Eggs, uh, apparently. Eggs. Yeah, eggs. I didn't um, even know that they expire. Yeah, we eat exactly. them so fast in the house. They never. They, they, the the idea that they could go. Yeah, they're that had. A dozen and a half eggs that we buy, that's gone in three like, or four some days. Some condiments, too, are like kind of fibbed a little bit, really? too. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm never checking that stuff. Yeah. If that mustard's been in the door for five years, I don't know. I'm but, just going to keep eating dairy, it. But oh, dairy checking, and cheese. I'm checking like daily. <laughs> you, are you really? No, I get the dairy. I get the cheese. I get the meats, like these sorts of things. But like you're checking that bottle of barbecue sauce in your door that you haven't hit for a few months? Really? Mm-hmm. And it's close we're tossing it or it has to be beyond no it has to be beyond what if, if it's tomorrow if it's close i give it like a strong <laughs> what about best sniff? buy versus sell by yeah well best best buy means you're all right right yeah. use by means the day after this mm-hmm. you're taking yeah a one is a trip. one is a recommendation the other's a directive <laughs> yes exactly exactly no, but i've had stuff used by i've used it two days a day after and i'm fine See, you fall it's into the Susan estima- camp. It's just an estimated you, that, date. That's what Susan said. That's yeah. not. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. That that cup of yogurt that said it expired three days ago, it's fine. Or like bread. Yeah. Like I've done it with bread. I'm like I'm craving a sandwich or whatever, and I see the ones that have that little green on it, and I'm like, okay, I'll Ooh, skip, no, I'll no, skip no. it. I'll no, go to the next one no, who doesn't no. have it, or I'll cut out the little green. On it. <laughs> I just wanted to see. Oh, on too. the mold on the bread. Just yeah. scrape it off. That's what I say. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just yeah. don't use that bread. Or what cut, if it's the last piece? Or cut that little and piece And you don't out. have that bread. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll cut, I'm with Jorge. Yeah, I'll cut take it that off little corner out. Because of you can out. see it. Like, it's the unseen that I'm worried about. It's the unseen bacteria inside the cheese that's taking over. I, just I don't have the bread. Andy physically just <laughs> Andy moved just farther away I, from me. I would be tempted. Like, my first inclination is to light the entire fridge on fire. Like <laughs> to move. Yes. Like, like I don't do that, but I'm saying that's my instinct. Does Scramble your daughter share this? Up. No. Because sometimes you pass these little quirks on to your family members. No, but you know it's funny though. You know this as a parent. I, Jorge, you'll start to I think become more aware of this as your kids start getting old and really truly developing their own personalities. You start becoming aware of the things about you that are alike with your kids and the things that are different and it can be awesome and it can be horrible andy did you watch the last of us i watched uh a couple episodes i didn't get into it okay i'm just saying because it's so the reason why this uh the creatures are there is because of uh, mold fungi so yeah yeah uh i thought it would probably freak you out no it just bored me which of your personality traits have you passed on to your daughter you're like that's on me and i really don't like that because i know exactly what you're talking about and it's one of those yeah i may have made a mistake we look every parent out there knows you make a million mistakes you just hope that they're not catastrophic ones yeah uh but they're that whole thing where you'll hear something come out of their mouth or do something you're like yeah that's not great and that's because i put it there yeah my my daughter is a better student than I was. And I think she 
if for no other reason than she's a pleaser, and I think she, you know, she wants to do what she's supposed to do with school. She will get better grades than I am. She has the same overall academic disinterest that I had, and I watched that going, oh man, because like you, if, if did, I could do it over, I would have tried harder. Well, here, here's the, I, I feel exactly the same way. The, if somebody would have told me when I went to college, right? Because in high school, high school was easy, right? You just show up, you're going to get A's and B's. If you just sit there and it goes in by osmosis, you're going to be fine. But in college, you actually have to do a little bit of work. If somebody would have said to me, I don't care what your grades are, just try to learn something. Go take the classes that sound interesting to you and try to learn something along the way. That would have been a much better way to approach it as opposed to, hey, you need to make sure you got one science, one, you know, one art, one j and like, okay, I'm just checking the boxes to get them done as opposed to go try to learn a thing that interests well, that's you. That's that's actually the thing. It's not even so much the grades. No, I cares? feel like I feel like there's a lot of actual learning and knowledge that I would like to have as a base that I know yes. that I don't have. And you're too busy as an adult to scoop it all up and and to relearn it. Can I make a suggestion? And you've probably done this and you might have one in your house. It's one of those, for lack of a better word, toilet books. That's like the 100 things you need to know. Yeah. And it's like three pages mm -hmm. on the 100 most. Of, and you feel like Albert Einstein. You feel like you know everything <laughs> after reading two pages of this thing. This is like, I'm a genius. Like when, when I was in high, like college, my grades actually got better. I was taking more classes that I wanted to take. Um, you start becoming hyper aware of tuition. And it's like, okay, seriously, like I, right. I, owe, it, I owe it to my parents <laughs> to at least maintain some baseline of respectability. <laughs> sure. But in high school, my my teachers all used to try to motivate me by saying, look, we know you're smart. Like, we know you're not studying, and you're getting Bs and Cs without even cracking a book. If you would just apply yourself, you'd be getting As. I'm like, well, I agree. And if you agree, <laughs> I don't see any reason to prove it. Like, I'm totally yeah, good. I already know how smart I yeah, am. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally good with everybody believing I could do this. The way they should have motivated me would be like, you're a dumbass. I'm surprised you're getting B's and C's. Yeah, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you respond to negative feedback oh, more than positive feedback. I'm much more, in at least in that sense, more driven by spite <laughs> and <laughs> F Vengeance. off. Yeah. No, like, I, I, did, I felt no need to really bust my ass to get an A on this thing. I'm like, <laughs> if you think I'm capable... I'm more than willing to just play video games instead. <laughs> All right, here's what we got coming up today. We've got our first edition of our Picks Against the Spread. That's coming Ew. up in the 12 o'clock hour. We're going to have our typical Thursday draft, and we're drafting Emily what today? Mascots. Any type of mascot? Any type of mascot. So university mascots, professional sports mascots, television mascots, anything? Yep. All Anything right. you can think of that's so a mascot. Very wide net to cast. I like it. And uh, J.B. Long, Voice of the Ramps, going to join us at 11 o'clock. Get us ready for what's coming up on Sunday up in Seattle. No Cooper Cup. We'll talk about that coming up before too long. Here's the good news. There's something going on with the Dodgers that looks bad. It's not a big deal at all. There's something else going on that looks bad that's actually much worse than you might think. We'll do that next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thursday night football, Andy. Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champion against the team that everybody thinks is going to be awesome, the Detroit Lions. I guess they've never seen Jared Goff in a game that matters, but that's a, another issue in and of itself. Don't you want the Lions to win? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be fun to like root for a new team that's good? They've been so crappy for so long. You make a good argument, and it's not an unreasonable position to stake out. I just don't want it to be the Lions. Why? I don't know. I, the, Dan Campbell is a lot, and I don't like it when everybody's on something from the beginning. It's like one of those, oh, they're going to be really – can we just see it once before we think it's actually good? You know what I mean? It's just, oh, no, they they went 9-8 and eight last year, and everybody's saying like they went 16-1. and one. No, but they, they jumped up from – they jumped up from 3-13. and 13. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the... probably being a hater. That's a strong story. counterpoint. I'm aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like everyone being on the Orioles being great this year, like in this past offseason. Are, are the Detroit Lions the IPA of the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to literally just have a pet lion. Yes! Just, just – Apparently, they killed that idea that he wanted to have a lion okay. on the side. No fun league. No fun league. We're going to kick you in Apparently the teeth. They killed. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. <laughs> sure, coach. Whatever. You, I, I, you know what it is? I think, I, I, I think that, Jorge, that was very helpful for me because. I don't respond to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I, the people that do respond to that make me kind of go, really? Like that? That's the kind of thing that gets you excited to go do a thing. Like, I need more of an intellectual <laughs> stimulation <laughs> as opposed to to something. We're going well, to kick you in the teeth, and we're going to bite your kneecaps off on the way up. <laughs> it's like really, bro. Come, so come it's on, the difference man. between Sean McVay, who again just you know says a lot of stuff, but he also you know says stuff where you're seeing the football in a different way, yes. as opposed to Dan Campbell, who says. We're just going to kill the competition. Or, or Andy Reid. Andy Reid, I'm talking about biting your kneecap off and we're going to go. It's Andy like, Reid loves hamburgers. And Andy Reid does love hamburgers and he likes Hawaiian shirts and that just speaks to me. Okay. Like Pete Carroll, very enthusiastic. It's not this meat-headed, we're going to pound you into the ground. It's like just it doesn't work but on he's me. He's a football guy. I, I get it. I'm not saying it doesn't work on others. I'm saying it doesn't work on But me. he's right about the lion. <laughs> yeah. He's 100% right about having the lion on Roar. the sideline. Roars! <laughs> How big of a lion are we talking? Like biggest lion possible. <laughs> Doesn't some uh, universities have like live lions as their They're, mascots preview for? Yeah. I could I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain LSU had an yeah. actual tiger. Well, they for did a- for a while, and they eventually <laughs> yeah. had to get rid of it. And I remember the only reason I remember this is somebody on Twitter. I think I sent this to you because it was that. so funny. Someone had this cartoon of God. What's his name? The the 
swamp coach. What is his Orgeron. name? Orgeron. Orgeron. Like letting this tiger loose, going like, go, come on, get, go on, go get your old tiger. <laughs> Everything's on the line. Go get. Everything's on the line. Go, go get to freedom there. Didn't the dolphins have an actual dolphin? That was, was that I wanted, a movie. I think that was in Ace okay. Ventura. Yeah, I, I don't think that actually <laughs> okay. happened in real life. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, Dan Marino was <laughs> trying to thread it under Flipper's uh, fin as he went hey, on the field. but who knows? The Rays have stingrays in yeah, their okay, thing, but, you know? A stingray, I don't know. Everything's Maybe the line. line is the line, but a lion feels A, like Monkey, much too tiger. majestic of a beast to be caged on a sideline of a football game, whereas a ray, I don't know. No, you don't cage him. <laughs> what, I mean, loose? Not what loose. He's, he's on a <laughs> like the buffalo. You know, like the buffalo for Colorado, where they runs across Ralphie. the field. He's on By the, the way, Ralphie might be a good pick in our draft. He's on today. the sideline, on a strong leash with a certain amount of slack. You know, in, a, in an area you'd have to have a radius of, of okay. whatever long the rope is. We all saw Tiger King, right? So yes. I mean. I know that there. I know that it's possible. I'm never going to financially like recover from this. <laughs> yeah. No, but you wouldn't put him in a cage. That's a terrible idea. You you allow him to, within reason, roam the sideline. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's maybe some unforeseen circumstances that could arise. I mean, you're going to plan ahead. You're, they have Bevo. I'm trying to think of like things that could go wrong in a major. Bevo could go super. Well, wrong. it almost took down Uga. Because uh, Bevo like roared at right, Uga. but Bevo could kill a person. It's it's a what I don't right, know how much yes. Bevo weighs five thousand pounds and it's got the horns. Ralphie's dangerous. Yes, if you can train a lion to be in the circus, there's no reason you can't train to just watch a football Whoa. game. Alabama <laughs> needs to have a live elephant. Sure, <laughs> by that okay, like Stampy from The Simpsons, <laughs> right over there, and just drive a little stake in the ground, and uh, he's he's ready to go. All right, uh, Dodgers lost again to the Marlins last night. They got blown out. Whatever. I, I the ebb and flow of the regular. The Dodgers are going to win the West. The Dodgers are going to be on ice for the first round of the playoffs, waiting for whoever it is that comes out of their half of the wild card draw. And however hot they were ten days ago, and however cold they are right now, doesn't really concern me all that much. Mookie Betts is a great player. Freddie Freeman's a great player. You know, hopefully JD's back and Max is. We we know what it is, right? And I think that offensively. It's going to be what it's going to be. They're either going to be hot, cold, or somewhere in between, and there's no predicting it. No one knows how to get hot at the right time. So that they're getting slapped around by the Marlins a little bit doesn't really concern me all that much. They literally do not have a viable starting <laughs> pitching option beyond Bobby Miller at this point on their team. <laughs> that that is a that is a real problem that for a team that's going to be the number two seed, it's Bobby Miller and I don't know. That's not. I'll take great. it. A st- I'll take it a step further. Forget the idea of not having a viable starting option beyond Bobby Miller, like somebody that you really feel good about six or seven innings. Yeah. They don't have a rotation. No. Like an actual forget bad rotation. They don't have an they don't have a rotation of live bodies as traditionally defined for a rotation. Their ro- rotation, extreme air quotes happening right now if you're not watching us on the YouTube feed. Their rotation will be Bobby Miller for however as long as he can go and then literally however many games you play beyond getting back to Bobby Miller again will be some version of a bullpen game. Clayton Kershaw's games are now bullpen games. Not by, hey, we're having a bullpen day today. I know it's going to, Kersh is our starter. 
but he may go two innings. He may go if he's. You think it's going to be that extreme for him? I I really do. If you look, it's not, and it's not just the velo that's way way down. It's he's walking guys. Clayton Kershaw doesn't walk people. He walked five guys against the Marlins in the start against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Prior to that, he was walking guys. I think he's walked ten guys, or no, he's walked eight guys in his last ten innings. Clayton Kershaw, ten walk or eight walks in ten innings. That's not who he is. And if there's traffic and Clayton Kershaw does give up home runs, not a big deal if there's nobody on. But if you walk a guy or two and you give one up, it's a totally different thing. His shoulder, despite this. Where's the state of shoulder? Feel fine. Yeah, feel fine. That's not the problem. Yeah, feel fine. It is the problem. Everybody knows it's the problem. He sounds like he's convincing himself. He does. So he's going to be on a very short leash. If you could put it to you answer the question, Andy. If I told you I can get you four Clayton Kershaw innings and two runs, you're going to take it. Yeah, me too. So that, and I think that just speaks to where we are with our expectations. But like normally, a rotation is like for a seven game series, three guys definitely in there, yeah. maybe a fourth guy, depending yep. on how you feel about either that fourth guy or yep. bringing the number one guy back again. The Dodgers right now, it's more. It feels like more bullpen games than traditional starter which means you don't have a rotation it's three bullpen games to one traditional starter because even if walker bueller comes back that's a bullpen day yeah he's not going to pitch into the fifth sixth seventh inning it's not the only guy that you can reasonably say i hope we get through six innings today is bobby miller who's a rookie who's a rookie now he's a very good rookie but he's incredibly inexperienced he's never pitched in the postseason this is all new ryan pepio really good arm really good stuff he's going to get a start but is that a full start? Probably not. Gavin Stone, Michael Grove, Emmett Sheehan, any of these guys. You can't really throw Lance Lynn out there after seeing what he's done the last two games. Is he? Or you throw him out there with the the second one lands in the seats. We're taking you out of the game. That's a bullpen day. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe these guys like Sheehan or Grove like give you six or seven innings, and that's awesome. But you can't plan on it. Like that not. can't be Plan A. That's an awesome surprise. Plan C. Plus side, though, we were talking about this. If you're trying to find like a glass half full spin on this with Bobby Miller, there had been the possibility when Kershaw looked more solid and Julio Urias was still on the team that Bobby Miller would be the number three, which while it looks like a better rotation, you're looking at a guy making his playoff debut on the road. That can be difficult. Yes. Now Bobby Miller has to make his playoff debut at home. He's going to out debut at Dodger Stadium because he has to be your number one. So if you're looking for some positive spin, hey, that's it. There, the other positive spin is he's got an electric arm. We've seen him pitch really well against good teams. The we we saw Walker Bueller early in his career be really effective in the postseason. We've seen guys like Fernando Valenzuela show up early in their career and be incredibly effective in the postseason. It's not unprecedented. It's just much much harder. There is there a world where Gavin Stone pitches six innings, gives up two runs. Absolutely. On the, of course there is. But now it can't be a – that's an unbelievable surprise. If you're going to win a series, you're going to probably need one or more than one of those from somebody that's not Miller because no one else you can honestly say, I think we're going to get to the fifth inning. Yeah, that, that's it's, the problem. It's, it's gone. It's not that these possibilities don't exist for the Dodgers. They absolutely do. Right. But they're not things that you can reasonably plan for and – set your game plan around. 
And there is a reasonable plan for this may be the last few times we get to see Clayton Kershaw. We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Coming up tomorrow is the 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino. Again, tomorrow at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. And even if you're not playing golf with us tomorrow, make sure that you make plans to be with us for the 19th hole party starting at 4 o'clock with the afternoon show. Thanks to Tequila Mandala, the official tequila of the 19th hole. Clayton Kershaw, end of the line. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Does feel good, Andy. Mm -hmm. Does feel good. I wait. I keep waiting for Jim Nance to start talking at this point. This one's pretty intense. It's this good. one is not my favorite of yeah, the of here. the list. So, Which one do you like? So I think I really love uh, NBCs. Okay. I really love NBCs and I really love Foxes. I think those are my two favorites. What about the Monday night? So the Monday, Monday night, night is one good. is awesome. I think Monday night is three for me, and then CBS is four, and then NFL Network is five. Which one is this? This is CBS. CBS. Yeah. Okay. I like the robot. Hello, friends. You that's like Cletus? Yeah. That's not- can you draft Cletus? You can draft Cletus. Okay. I'm not going to, but just, but just it's spoil on the board. Wait, what's the it's order? The For me? Oh, the order of the draft. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, Emily first, one? and then whatever no. comes after that. It is Travis's first. Oh. Picked right. by uh, Carlo back there. Thank you, Carlo, then, for not uh, letting her rig it for the <laughs> 400. There wasn't a cold in a paper row. in there this time. I am second, and then it's Jorge, then Andy. Do you feel like this is a conspiracy against you, AK? I mean, after I last time? after I destroyed. No, I had the second. She had, he got oh, OJ right. oh, and yes. Aaron Hernandez yeah. in our sports picking second. Yeah. yeah, you killed, in the, killed competition. the competition. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, <laughs> I just want to let that one breathe. Yeah, just let it sit there for breathe. A minute. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> also, an unfortunate choice of words yes, <laughs> yes. given the context. Yes. The robot's name is Cletus. Yeah. Wow, you didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. I just learned it today. (laughs) Look, there's one thing that I am certain of. I have more useless nonsense stuffed into this head than just about anybody. But I know the robot at the dancing football robot is named Cletus. Is there a less robot sounding name than Cletus? Cleet, like on the shoe, like Cletus. Like I know I. I well, now I get, get it. it. <laughs> now I <Yeah>. do. <laughs> Not Cletus, this Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel, yes. second Simpsons reference of the day, but Cletus as in you wear football cleats. Still doesn't sound very robot-y, but I get it. Now. it <laughs> I do a, get it. it. Cletus feels futuristic as a, in an entity, but his name is very retro. Right. I, you don't kind of name yin and yang you of, don't name a robot Cletus. Well, Fox did. Oh, I just pulled up the secret history of Cletus. Yeah, Fox was his arch football robot. Yeah. Oh, I'll send the you. I'll send you the story. The secret. Like yeah, he has a past. Secret history. <laughs> wow. It's like it, government UFOs. Like, how much do you need to keep yeah, under wraps? What is Cletus? Thirteen years backstory. ago. Thirteen years ago during a football game on Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. See. What a great start to that story, too. Yeah. 13 years ago. Well, of course it's 13. The it's secret history right? of Cletus. 13 is always a little uh, hinky. Yeah, Cletus. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. <laughs> oh, true. We've got your full attention. Join the Fun and Games Department at Hollywood Park Casino this upcoming Monday. We'll be hosting a Monday night football watch party, giving fans a chance to play to win million or to play million dollar Mondays. You must be present to participate. We'll select three participants during our watch party, and they will have a chance to win one million bucks. You need to be 21 or over to attend Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play, and then a week from Sunday, Kirk and I will be 
out at Hollywood Park Casino for uh, the Rams post game show. Looking forward to that as well. That'll be always fun. Niners you can game. you know sit out some traffic. You know, get a drink or two, play some card games. Their games are on. You can play a little bit. There's a nice bar that you can hang out. You can yeah. watch the show, talk a little Rams football. It's uh, it, it it's a very very good. You can spot. Grab a selfie with Travis. Maybe you can chug a beer with Travis. Who knows? I got to drive <laughs> home, so I pictures selfies as hey, many as we want. It's a two hour post game. <laughs> well, maybe if we do one right before. <laughs> well, Emily's trying to get me in trouble here. I don't know if that. Yep. I don't know if that goes together. <laughs> this is all payback for the lemon starburst comment. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, um, I'm not trying to do a radio thing here. I, I I really want to put this out there because I think I think there's a 50 50 shot. Maybe even a little bit more than a 50 50 shot. Maybe 60 40 that we're seeing the last handful of times we're going to see Clayton Kershaw pitch. Clayton Kershaw has every year we're doing one year deals. Every time he's asked about whether or not this could be his last season, he just kind of dismisses it. He never really lets you know one way or the other. He does not want to be a part time guy. He does not want to be a guy that's just kind of out there getting through games because he can kind of get through some games at this point in his career. When he's on, he's still about as good as you're going to find. The problem is he just can't make 25, 30 starts a year. He just can't. He's hurt, even despite him saying that he's not. The Dodgers are in a weird spot right now. They're totally in some transitional period in their pitching staff that's bizarre. He doesn't want to be feeded at the end of his career the way that other players might, and that's not neither good nor bad. It's his preference. If this goes the way it's feeling like it's starting to go, where he's really struggling even to get through a handful of innings, it's not a stretch to think that this is the end of the line for him. Not because he can't be effective, but because he doesn't want to do this. Yeah, He doesn't want to run out of gas at the end of every season over and over again and be holding on by his fingernails hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. That he's Clayton bleeping Kershaw, and he's not comfortable being anything other than that. And I wouldn't be even a little surprised if at the end of the year we find out week or two, month or two after the season, you know what? I've decided I'm done playing Major League Baseball. I used to always have a theory about Kobe, and this was Kobe pre-Achilles tear because okay. post-Achilles changed the math on everything I'm about to say, and I never got the opportunity to ask Kobe about it because it was something I wanted to ask him, not in a scrum, and it just became harder as his career went along to actually get him in those non-scrum periods. But around like 2012, 2013, where Kobe was still playing at a very high level, but you could see the signs of age starting to creep in relatively. I used to always think that he was going to retire, leaving a little bit on the table, mm -hmm. as opposed to possibly putting himself in a place where, A, he starts looking more vulnerable because most of the great ones do not want to ever appear vulnerable. Sure, But also, too, like you just mentioned with Kershaw, Kobe played basketball in a very specific way for very specific reasons, and if he could not do that thing, which is be the focal point of an elite championship team, really, with the Lakers, mm -hmm. he had no interest in doing anything else. Like, he was not going to be Vince Carter, who was a Hall of Famer, but spent the last you know, five years of his career as a high-end role guy. And it was actually, side note, pretty fascinating to watch that career reinvention. Kobe had no interest in that. And I think Kershaw, I agree with you, doesn't have any interest in in something like that. He wants to be the ace of, I think, the Dodgers pitching at Clayton Kershaw level. The other thing, too, and it's not apples to apples because, you know, LeBron is still playing at a very high level over the course of entire seasons, but it's work for LeBron yes. in ways that 
LeBron used to make dominance look easy. It so doesn't, did Kershaw. Yeah. It does not look easy for either one of them anymore. They can still do it, but you see the effort. You see the sweat. And that's often something else that makes, you know, LeBron, I think, was being candid when he talked after the Western Conference Finals about considering retiring. Why wouldn't he? Well, I, I think there just comes a moment where it hits you. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. He's got children that are getting the age where, look, you're a father, I'm a father, or his father. There are, when they're babies, there's not a lot of stuff that you have to be there for. They need their mothers far more than they need their fathers. And you you be around as much as you can. It's but, more about trying, if you can, to not miss the milestones. Right. Like the first word, the first, first step. First day of school, all of these. But there comes a point where you do want to be there for school plays and recitals and little leagues and whatever else yeah. it may be. You want to be there for that. And when you have means like Kershaw, you can make decisions. And you just go back and look at how these last few seasons for him have gone. And they're all virtually identical, where at the beginning of the season, he's terrific. Takes a little bit of a break. He comes back. He's pretty good again. And then when you start to get towards the back end of it, it really starts to taper off because he's got about 100 innings or so in the tank. And they're using the 100 innings at the front part and the middle part of the season. By the time you get to the end, like you're talking about with Kobe, I don't just kind of want to be out here gritting my teeth, hoping to you know white knuckle my way through four or five innings. I'm Clayton Kershaw, and his margins right now are at 88 miles an hour. They're virtually zero. He's smart enough, and he's got good enough stuff. If he throws that slider, if he throws that curveball, he can survive. But he's not looking they're not, to they're survive. They're not into surviving. Exactly. Like, Kershaw, Kobe. I think LeBron. When he eventually reaches a point where, like, no, really, you got to start thinking about this. These are guys that don't want to be carried. They don't want to feel like they're being carried by somebody else. Like maybe they're not obsessed with carrying everyone else, but they don't want to feel carried. It, and Kershaw would be in a position now where it starts becoming more important. How many people are you putting around him on a staff to offset the things that you know are going to happen with him? He was the best pitcher on this team for the vast majority of the season. It's just, it's six months long. And, and even with the break that he had or to nurse the injury, it, it either wasn't long enough or it hasn't healed completely, and this is what it's going to be Look, the rest of the You know way. this as well as anybody. Pitching is murder on your body. Ugh. Like, your body is not supposed to be doing what he does every fifth day. You're not supposed to do that. Appreciate what's left. Maybe he comes back for another year. Maybe he still has that burning desire to try it one more time. I hope so. I'm just saying, prepare yourself that this could be the last handful of regular season games and whatever we get from him in the postseason because he's not going to let you know beforehand. He's just going to say, oh, by the way, I'm done. Hey, did you see? Coming up next, Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Jorge, did you see that Andy has done a complete 180 on Cletus, the football dancing robot? Once I saw the name <laughs> spelled out in front of me with C-L-E-A-T-U-S, like I really Cletus? saw yeah. it. <laughs> I in. take it back. They're geniuses over at Fox. It's a perfect name for a football robot. It's terrific. It's yeah, terrific. What wrong. do you got for us, Jorge? All right, Fusa, did you see that Freddie Mercury's uh, grand piano sold at an auction for $2.2 million over the weekend in an auction? This auction held 1,400 uh, different uh, artifacts from Freddie's uh, collection. And this is the, very, the same piano where he composed Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. So if you can own any piece of, uh, you know, any instrument from any band, what would it be? 
Prince's guitar. A guitar from Prince, probably the one that he played like in the movie Purple Rain. Okay. Or maybe in some of the 1999 era videos that, but uh, Prince guitar, done deal. I don't even play, but that's what it would be. This, this, I don't play any instrument, and I know that the question, Jorge, was about an instrument that right. I would want. I The first thing that popped into my mind, like a piece of memorabilia from a famous musician is I would want one of those Elvis jumpsuits from like the, <laughs> from Vegas, like right one of the 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 sequin with the high collar that zips down to the mid navel. I just think that kind of gives a little bit of an evil Knievel slash Elvis vibe. I would love to have some sort of Elvis jumpsuit. Spice up date night. Yeah, just something <laughs> to wear to work occasionally. So uh, I, I'll answer an instrument and also answer like an artifact kind of thing. So w- artifact, I would want the VMA that Taylor Swift received. When Kanye, oh, that's a good her. one. That is a good so, one. So, and she she keeps it by her uh, piano when she writes. It's like on her piano, just as a reminder. Again, she likes to invent that she has a lot of enemies, and she she's like to, an athlete. She likes to drive her. She needs a driver. How many people um, got drafted ahead of me? That's exactly. Taylor Swift. That's, that's exactly what she does. And then also, I would like want a p- a piano of hers. I don't know which one, but one of her pianos. Do you play an instrument, Em? Um, I play clarinet, uh, saxophone, wow. and I know rudimentary piano. Okay. Yeah. Jorge, what would you want? Uh, a buddy of mine, just with a couple of my buddies, just went to Vegas. Not just went to Vegas. It was over like two months ago. They went to see Carlos Santana, and they said, man, that guy can still play. I've, see, I've seen him so a I couple want, times. He's yeah. phenomenal. So I, I would want maybe one of his guitars. Nobody yeah. wanted Britney's uh, <laughs> python? <laughs> it's not really an instrument. Yeah, I guess it's still around. I mean, just, I don't know how long a python lives. Also, a while. Also yellow, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was. I feel like they're apex predators. I bet they live a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I I grew up playing drums, and I I was pretty into it for a while. I think I was reasonably good for a while. Like, my all-time favorite drummer is Stuart Copeland from The Police. But, like, I think I would feel like a fraud playing his drums. So if I'm not going to play his drums, that's an awfully big thing to just have sitting around. It takes up a lot of space. Right, whereas Prince's guitar... Hanging that, on a wall. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Much like Elvis's empty jumpsuit and the cobra skin. <laughs> Look, cobra, not a cobra. Python shed their skin. Maybe I just get a skin. Okay, no. Uh, no, oh, why not? <laughs> they have them in museums. You gotta embalm that baby. Hey, remember those uh, fat Elvis uh, jumpsuits from uh, Sons of Anarchy? Mm-hmm. One of those would be cool. Bobby Elvis, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So they also had... So I don't know if you guys watched the um, Everything Ever All Once movies. So they, yeah. they had an auction for all the different costumes. So one of the costumes is one of the characters wears an Elvis jumpsuit, essentially. And that jumpsuit, I want to say, the one that was worn in the movie sold for a million plus. Because uh, wow. people are really... In, again, I think the most expensive thing from that movie that was sold in that auction was the Raccoonie, which is the uh, raccoon... Uh, uh, so great. Yeah. It's so good. That movie is really good. Yeah. I'm not sure if Travis, I don't know if you would like it, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think we're ever going to find out. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're <laughs> yeah. Checked out of it, man. You're not, did you? Yeah, I not did. my thing, Jorge? It's nah, multiversal, I so. so I don't think you're I don't yeah. recommend it for yeah, you. Yeah, they're okay. going to jump from here to there. That, yeah. Also, also or unsold. Uh, you guys remember the ArcLight right here in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. They used to. Ha- I used to work there. Like you know, I used to do some of the stuff there. And then um, they used to have those costumes laying around like yeah not laying, in, you know in display cases and, and whatnot anyway get me an elvis <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right let me take you back to your childhood here there's uh pop tarts are still around and that was a thing that i grew up with uh they got a new flavor chocolate chip pancakes uh it, tell me some of the things that you remember eating from your childhood uh like i, I mentioned pop tarts is one of those things you pop it in and you run out of the house somebody here in the office i'm not going to mention who 
San Francisco hat. Yeah. He eats them every day. I'm like, where's mine at? He's Pop like, tarts? Pop tarts. The guy Too I have sugary. beef with. Pop tarts. So I was never a Pop Tart guy. I mean, we occasionally we'd get them, that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The thing that still makes me feel like a nine year old on the very, very rare occasions I eat it, and I didn't get to eat it a lot as a kid. It was my parents occasionally would buy it. Was anything that was like a, sh- a crazy sugary cereal? Like if you got your hands on a Fruit Loops or a Sugar Smacks oh. or Apple Jacks oh, or something, something <laughs> like that. That was like crack to a kid. And the whole my brother and I would take down the whole box in one sitting. That's the first thing I think of. Sugar Smacks was that frog, right? Yeah, dig them. These are the things that I know. These are the things that I dig them. And then they changed it to Honey Smacks to be healthy. Right. <laughs> but well, it I mean, didn't work. Sh- sugar Smacks. <laughs> <laughs> Any discerning parent yeah. is going to have at least some pause. Dig them seemed fine. Yeah, it seemed like it was ready to go. Yeah, digging was fun. What about you? Okay, I I never got super into sugary cereals. I, I'm just I'm not that into sweets. Like you know, we we would occasionally have like the sugar smacks or stuff like that, but for the most part, that was never my thing. The biggest childhood specific thing that I can think about, I specifically ate. I used to eat frozen egos, like not toasting them. Yeah, not toasting them. Why? I, would, I liked. Frozen blueberry egos for some reason when I was younger. That sounds terrible. It probably was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it probably I I remember thinking they were great. In and gross you out. It looks like mold. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what they were. And they were frozen. They were preserved. I, I know right? what you think they were, that they were blueberries, but they were blue food coloring. Ooh, yeah. So I, I have one too. So uh, toaster strudel was a big one for me. So mm, yeah, you put it in there and you had a little like, icing on top of it. And then also my my family was really big on like breakfast Hot Pockets. So it was like a... Like a Egg, ham, and cheese hot pocket Doesn't or whatever. So, so I have I, I had those before school and like on the way to school. I don't think I've had it since. I I'd give that a spin breakfast hot pocket doesn't sound like the worst okay. idea in and the you, world. you remember those uh, cereal boxes you used to have activities in the back so you'd oh, be yeah, eating you your cereal game. and you would play the crossword absolutely oh, man, dig was, them and toucan sam leading the way all right toucan so, sam was another one he was on the fruit loops box all right so yesterday brenda shows me this video uh of, of an older man who's at a mcdonald's line and this older man it, it's one of those stories where you pay it forward Okay. So stop, he, stop, stop. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy, <laughs> this guy's standing in the drive-thru lane, and then the, the, the person behind him is honking at him to hurry up and, and speed up his process. He gets, to the, he gets to the first window and decides, you know what? I'm going to pay for the person behind me. He does it, and then he pulls up to the next window where you get your food. So he says, give me the food and the person uh, behind me's food, the, the oh, food from yeah, the person behind I've me. Seen it. And then he takes off, meaning... You gotta be patient. Yeah. Don't rush me. I just paid for your food. Now you gotta get back in line and redo it all over again. So, yeah. so my question is, have you ever been in one of those lines where they pay forward, you get your coffee for free, or have you ever started one? I, I've been in neither. I, I've never I, I've well, no, I've definitely never been the recipient of a pay it forward. I've been in situations where somebody else in the line doesn't have their wallet or they're short or whatever. It's I I'll, I'll take care of that but never with the explicit purpose of trying to start the chain yeah. 
of paying it forward. It's I, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to be on the, the other side of it <laughs> to start, but only out of – and quite frankly, if I'm being perfectly honest – it's more like I'll pay for it. Just get that person out of line so I can get to my. So you're paying it forward to yourself yes. at that point. I'm paying it forward to move the damn line. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of paying it backwards in a lot of ways. Look, they get their coffee because they're. Oh, I think I left my credit card in the car. I got it. Just get out of the line because I need to get mine. Yeah, I don't recall ever being the recipient or the uh, protagonist of the paying it forward chain. Never. M. All right. So I have never received nor participated as a customer of a pay it forward but when i worked at chick-fil-a especially during the holiday season it's a lot of pay it forwards that i had how to often with. would it happen so it'd be like once or twice a week really you know? so it'd be like you know i'm in the drive-thru it's very kind and very nice it's just sometimes a little more work on us in the drive-thru because we had like again if someone stops the chain if someone says oh i want to pay for this one behind me and then like that person again it gets to be sometimes where like people are not always participating the same way, and so it just is a little bit of extra work for us. And so that's why I mean, it was fine. Did it was you ever fun. say, you know what? Can we just stop this entire charade and get back on get back on? Well, track? they weren't paying it forward to you in this <laughs> no, particular yeah. case. They, and we could not receive tips or anything too, which is great fun. Love that. And then also like again, when people had to go through the drive-through and get a, like ten gift cards too, was also super annoying. There's all little things that I I you know it would annoy me a little bit. But how would you know like? When they stop it, because did did you tell them? Oh, this this meal. I would comped? say, oh hey, the person in front of you paid uh, for your meal. Uh, you know, as part of a pay it forward. That's all I would say. I wouldn't even suggest. Do you want to pay for the person behind yeah, right. you? That was they often question. would say yes or no. They would indicate what. what I'd turn not. around. How many people are in that car back there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, who wouldn't? If Who's riding solo? Yeah, if they got a camper, I'm out. Like, if there's a, that looks like a big family. If there's a minivan, I don't think that's going to work out. If it's just some guy who needs a chicken sandwich on his way home from work, I got him. But if you've got a whole back seat full of kids, eh, thank no. you. Peace. <laughs> See you later. Later. That's exactly All right. The voice of the Rams, JB Long, he's going to join us next. The Rams course open up on Sunday up in Seattle, and they're going to have to do it without Cooper Cup. It's coming up. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on 710 ESPN.